Welcome to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable with your host, Mindy Harley. Warning, listening to this podcast might cause you to shatter your limited beliefs, recognize your potential, and motivate you to be the best you can be. Other side effects may include, but not limited, to grabbing life by the balls, taking no crap from anyone, becoming an unstoppable force at various aha moments to get you thinking outside the box. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. We're your hosts. My name is Mindy. And Sean Harley. And we are back to discuss our seven days without food. Yep, that's right. Sean and I went on a seven-day water fast. Can you believe it, baby? I wouldn't believe it if you didn't tell me yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Seven days without any food. Who would have thought? I know, you know, back when I did ayahuasca, they offered this uh, plant dieta and they choose a plant to for you to go into the forest with for healing and consume nothing but that plant by yourself uh, in the jungle yeah. with for like five days. And back then I was like, no, no, I'm good. I'm good. I need my food. Mm. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Zero food. Zero food. Not even a little plant to nibble on. But... You know, I gotta say, we've kind of evolved so much, you and I, and really open to finding new ways how to improve our health and level up just a little bit further. And I mean, all of the information that we just kept seeing, it just made it sound like this was the way. Yeah, you know, I used to kind of scoff at the idea of fasting, especially prolonged fasting, coming from a bodybuilder background. You know, where it's kind of ingrained in us that we've got to be eating like six times a day and keep those amino acids flowing to keep the muscle supported. And you'll just go into this uh, starvation mode where your body will just start holding on to fat and wasting away muscle. And it uh, wasn't until a little more recently when we actually started like looking into like what the science is behind fasting and what the doctors are saying that are, are working with this with patients and with other people. And um, couldn't have been more wrong. And you know, the effects of fasting are pretty remarkable. Yeah, they are. And it's, you know, the complete opposite of what we would be led to believe, you know, and especially with this uh, regenerative properties, what's going on in the body, it's giving you a chance to heal. And just, you know, we're just so used to eating all the time, three meals a day, some snacks. And that food program is just running all the time. Like, how can we, how can we possibly go without food? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, uh, and this is our first time fasting. We did one 24-hour day fast, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Just to kind of dip our toe in the water and, uh, you know, see how we would survive. And, you know, it wasn't too bad. We got a little hungry at the end of the day, but uh, got to eat that next morning. And so we survived that easy enough. That's not horrible. And we've done, you know, intermittent fasting. Even when I lived in Mexico, I would do IF and break my fast around noon and train first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. So, I mean, I've had good experience with that. Yeah. And I think one of the main things that kind of got me over the hump saying, okay, I can do seven days was we watched a couple documentaries about one, a uh, medical facility in California where people go and do 40, 30, 40 plus days fasting, like all the time. Yeah. 
and uh, we watched another documentary about a guy that did 55 day fasting and he was pretty fine and you know that's extreme that's a really long time so it's like well if these people are surviving off 40 yeah we can do seven surely and the record <laughs> for fasting is just this guy back in the 60s did 385 days fasting like over a year and this guy i think it was in scotland and he was like 450 pounds you know so he's yeah. got a lot of stored energy Oh my goodness. And by the sounds of it, he was just kind of like sick of his lifestyle and just like wanted to lose some weight and like get healthy. And yeah. so he just decided to start fasting one day. And then he went and uh, I think after doing it by himself for a couple of weeks, went and talked to some doctors and they said like, yeah, we'd love to monitor you just for kind of the scientific endeavor of it. Yeah. And so they monitored him, monitored him through the whole thing, through all 385 days and I think somewhere around after a year, he started taking like little bits of sugar and little bits of fat or something, yeah. but like not anything significant at all. And uh, after 385 days, he got down to like 185 pounds, which was his goal weight. Wow. And uh, wow. obviously looked like a completely different person. I mean, yeah. he kind of looked like he was coming out of a concentration camp on that last bit, just, you know, yeah. completely fat-free and depleted. Yeah. And, uh, and then I think he got up to... Uh, like two years later, they visited him again, and he was at like 195, and he's been like holding that weight, which was like a healthier place for him. Yeah. And he had been holding that for like long term, so. Huh. So it's like if a guy can survive over a year of no food, we can go a week, right? Well, you know, I follow that guy on Instagram who's a breatharian and just living off straight prana. I mean, there's... There's so much more to the human body, I think, than what... Yeah, and as far as like that goes, I feel like there's some stuff we don't necessarily know there that we might be able to take advantage of, you know? It's just like the Tesla free energy in the air, you know? Yeah. This uh, reality seems to be induced with some type of force energy that permeates everything, mm -hmm. I guess. And if, you know, Tesla could tap into that for electricity, you know, maybe that's something humans can tap into to power our bodies and these you know these breatharians and sun gazers and types seem to right. uh, have tapped into that a little bit i bet it's the pineal gland isn't it probably <laughs> that's probably the receiver what they're blocking off dang mm -hmm. it so well you know let's get into it we started our fast um what was that last sunday should we go over some of the benefits of the fasting first? Like that? Okay. Well, yeah, let's get into that Speaking here. Of like another reason why we did it, we'll yeah. just go over some of the benefits you get from prolonged fasting first yeah. before we talk about our experience. And so we learned a lot of information from Dr. Eric Berg. He's got some really good YouTube material out there where he explains a lot of this stuff. And then Dr. Alan Goldhammer. Mm -hmm. who is, uh, he runs the True North facility in California. And that's the facility I was just referring to where people go and do 40 days fasting or, you know, 30, 40, whatever, yeah. however many days, but long-term fasting for weeks. And uh, they've got a facility where they monitor them like twice a day. They're taking vitals and they're giving mm -hmm. them things to do throughout the day and uh, yeah. make it a little easier so they don't just have to <laughs> live their normal lives and not eat. But uh Anyway, she's got some really good information out there on YouTube too. So, so some of the benefits of like prolonged fasting here. So, what happens when you fast? So, after about 12 hours of not eating, you know, a lot of people do intermittent fasting where they may go 12 on, 12 off, or 18 on, or 18, six hours of eating, 18 hours of not eating. 
And even doing that, you'll get some of these benefits of, of fasting like every day. But when you do a prolonged fast, there's some extra benefits that uh, extend that start after you would do in an intermittent fasting protocol. So after 12 hours, you get a boost of growth hormone. And so, you know, that's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Another thing coming from the bodybuilding world is, you know, yeah. people take growth hormone a lot. <laughs> you know, pretty big doses. But growth hormone is, I mean, you got to take really big doses if you're like, you know, like the mass monster bodybuilders take. But uh, for like anti-aging effects, you, you know, a you're bit. doing smaller doses of that. You're doing like one unit like twice a day or something. And so with the, after 12 hours of fasting, you're getting this boost of growth hormone, which can help with these anti-aging effects. Mm -hmm. And then after 18 hours, that's when it really starts getting interesting. And that's when your body kicks into this program called autophagy. And autophagy is kind of like your body um, breaking down things inside that it doesn't need and rejuvenating those into things that it can use and so it's breaking down old proteins that are not being used or that are damaged yeah, damaged um, mitochondria damaged mitochondria and you know a protein is amino acids right and so your body can go in there take these amino acid proteins that are not being used or that are damaged or that are causing a disruption somewhere in your body and it will break those down and then turn those into muscle or turn those into other uses for those pro for those amino acids. And so it's kind of like eating a protein. Your body's just eating its own proteins and recycling yeah. them. And um, so with that, you get different, uh, what else it says? Yeah, it gets like into like breaks down viruses and bacteria and stuff that it's aren't needed. It's a whole cleaning system. It's yeah. like Pac-Man running through your body and getting rid of the shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a whole rejuvenating protocol that happens within your body called yeah. autophagy. It's pretty interesting. After 24 hours, you get a big reduction in inflammation. Um, you start with some gut healing. Some of the bad bacteria in your gut may start to die off because it's not being fed anymore. And then um, you get also heart health. And this is also when you start getting the BDNF, the boost in brain-derived nootrophic factor. And that's a really interesting, it's a protein, um, something that happens in your body when you exercise. Your body produces this BDNF, brain-derived nootrophic factor. And that is a, uh, a tool for neuroplasticity. So it helps you like grow new neurons and helps protect your neurons. And um, your brain wiring like literally changes. Mm -hmm. And so when you exercise, you get a big boost of this. But after 24 hours of fasting, you get even a bigger boost than this than when you exercise. And so... That's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you're kind of used to getting like a little foggy brained after dieting. Like, you know, when you're dieting for a competition yeah. or dieting to lose weight. Prep brain. And you're following a diet. Yeah. Uh, but your blood sugar gets low and you start to get foggy brained. Yeah. But when you've been doing that for 24 hours past, your body kind of has a natural mechanism to help protect against that. And so it produces this BDNF, which uh, keeps your mind pretty sharp and clear. And you're actually, your neurons are, are regrowing and, and uh, you know, creating new pathways. So that's pretty interesting. Um, and then around 36 hours or so, your brain kicks into this protein sparing mode. And, um, again, that's kind of one of my concerns was like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to waste away all my muscle mass doing this. 
because again, we're kind of trained to understand that we've got to keep feeding the muscles, uh, yeah. these proteins, these amino acids and glycogen. My gains. Um, so just another kind of survival mechanism, you know, that our bodies have evolved to. And you think about all these kind of effects in the eye of like evolution or like our ancestors that were out there, uh, the hunter gatherers that maybe had to go long times without food, mm-hmm. you know, they weren't guaranteed a meal every day or maybe even every week. And so if they had to go 36 hours without food, you know, it makes sense that the body would kick into some type of mode to start protecting them. Mm-hmm. And if, if what happened was we went 36 hours without food and then our muscles just started eating itself away rapidly, you know, we're not going to survive. We're not <laughs> going to be strong enough to go find that food. And so the body tends to kick into this protein sparing or muscle sparing mode after about 36 hours. And so I thought that was super interesting. That, that's a relief. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll talk about like what I think about what happened to my muscle mass over after, when we get, start talking about our experience here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then 48 hours, another really interesting thing happens. This is when your body starts producing new stem cells. And that was pretty exciting. And that yeah. was, a, I think, another big motivator to try this out, to get some new stem cells. Well, I mean, people spend thousands of dollars mm-hmm. on that to just get healed. Yeah, stem cells is a big market out there. You, like, you can go get stem cells injections for thousands of dollars. And um, it's anti-aging and it's very healing. And stem cells are cells that aren't assigned to do any particular job. And they will go to where they're needed and help repair and regrow that. So people that have an injury of some sort or an organ uh, trouble of some sort, the stem cell can go there and start regenerating in that area. So, yeah, so you're getting those at about 48 hours. Um, Also at 48 hours, your risk of cancers and tumors goes way down. And apparently you're like starving out these tumors. And yeah. like if somebody has cancer or has tumors, this seems to be like a really strong protocol to help them uh, heal from that or get rid of that Take tumor. Down, even. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to make any medical claims here, but these aren't my claims. These are coming from these doctors that work yeah, Can we this. say this out loud? Are we going to get censored? Um, and you know, and it's, and it's all about the inflammation too, because it's taking down the inflammation. And really that's kind of the... The basis of, of the cancer and so yeah. there's a lot of inflammation and I, think, and I think the glycogen too I think a lot of the cancers kind of thrive on sugar and mm-hmm. glycogen and mm-hmm. taking that away maybe starves them out a little bit too allows the autophagy to go in and yeah know. who knows what's going on there we're not making any claims yeah yeah we're not <laughs> not doctors but we're getting this information from doctors yeah um and then at 48 hours, you get a boost in mitochondria, too. And so mitochondria mm-hmm. is like your muscles. Energy source. Energy, energy source. It's, it's, uh, it's like the furnace in your, in your cells that uh, give it energy. So all those things are happening at about 48 hours. And then at 72 hours plus, you get a really big boost of the stem cells. And you also get a big boost in your immune system. And so that's kind of why we wanted to like extend out past that three-day mark to really yeah. spend some time in that uh, period where you're getting new stem cells, you're getting growth hormone, you're getting a stronger immune system, you're getting this boost in mitochondria, you're decreasing the risk of any tumors that you might have growing. You know, we don't always know what's going on inside of us, and some people don't know they have a tumor until it's you know far down the road. Yeah. And so if there's anything like that happening in you, you're really 
cutting down any risk from that developing into something yeah. worse. Lowering your blood pressure, you know, all that Blood good pressure, stuff. yeah. So it's just pretty amazing that just by taking food away and starving our body oh. that it just really transforms into this complete healing and even growth process. And, uh, and at the same time, you're shredding body fat quickly here, too. We didn't talk about that. He doesn't mention that here. But you get into ketosis after about 36 hours. And ketosis is when your body switches to using ketones for an energy source, which is uh, apparently a more efficient type of energy source. And so it's, it's uh, giving your brain more energy, and it's also just giving your body more energy to, to function as well. Mm-hmm. So that's some of the benefits and, uh, again, some of our motivation for trying this out. Yeah, I mean, it's our birthday, and your birthday in a couple days, and so my yeah, birthday yeah, in a Yeah, yeah, we, we both so. got birthdays this month, and uh, what better time than your birthday to kind of go through this renewing, rejuvenating, anti-aging process, and yeah. just kind of having a restart for your body for the new birthday year. And instinctively, I mean, that's what we ended up doing in the time it was right, but I mean, it is it is actually, fasting is commonly used for around, you know, anniversaries and weddings and, um, you know, certain religions and stuff, uh, do fasting and everything. So I think it's kind of, kind of a good idea to put it around something special and give yourself a little boost to health. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's another kind of motivation. There's a definitely a kind of a spiritual aspect that surrounds prolonged fasting. And mm-hmm. if you talk to a lot of people that have done it, they will... Sp- a lot of them will speak on to uh, some of their experience of that and just how they feel closer to spirit. And, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, but you see it in all the major religions have some type of fasting ritual that they do. Um, a lot of initiations and things like that are fasting before you go through some type of initiation process. Yeah. And so that was another kind of uh, curiosity that made us want to experience this as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so should we talk about our experience fasting? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> well, day one, day one wasn't so bad because we went through twenty four hours and it was it was okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know had a nice big meal for that last meal to kind of tie us over for a while, <laughs> knowing that I'm not going to be touching food for another week. I think you had a big meal. <laughs> I probably ate a little extra. I was just trying to get whatever flavors I could there for that last minute. Nothing crazy. But, yeah, uh, the fruits and ate, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But ate plenty. Yeah, definitely, and, uh, definitely got it in. But yeah, day one was easy enough and, uh, you know, not really experiencing anything um, different that day. Yeah, and I mean, we did... A little bit hungry, but, you know, yeah. nothing unbearable. Start our day off with uh, some salt, sea salt, Himalayan salt, uh, some vitamins... And stuff that were recommended by um, that one doctor. And other than that, yeah, hot water in the morning. Uh, and then lots of lots of water throughout the day. Uh, day two was definitely hard. Yeah, day two and day three, I think, were yeah. probably the hardest. And that's when the hunger starts to kick in a little bit. The energy starts to go down. You're not into ketosis yet, so you don't have those ketone energies helping you out yet you're yeah. kind of just still depleting your glycogen levels and running off your last bit of glycogen storage definitely felt like the little stomach rumbling waves kind of going through not like a big growl or anything but it was just like a, a wave that yeah. was passing through 
Yeah, and kind of this dull hunger that just kind of stuck with you throughout the day, too. And then it would get a little stronger in waves. But um, not as unbearable as the times I've had in prep where I'm, like, yeah. exercising my ass off, like, for three hours a day. And, and hangry. And, and hangry. And, yeah. Um, I didn't get any hangry feelings during this at all. Yeah. Just kind of a dull, dull little hunger. But, uh, you know, once you've kind of, uh, if you have any practice in dieting at all, you kind of know how to change your thoughts and just don't think about food and, you know, just like, oh, that's not an option. Just trying to move on, think about something else. Yeah. And then just drinking a lot of water and keeping my belly full of water kind of helps too. Yeah. So yeah. I was drinking about a gallon and a quarter to a gallon and a half a day throughout this week. Yeah. I was probably doing about gallon two gallons yeah um you know and even by like two day day two it was just interesting to me again because we're so uh, coming from a bodybuilder lifestyle we're used to you know meal like every three hours um having food and even still even just with like society and programming and you know, who was it that made all these rules that we had to eat, like, you know, have this snack and have this and eat that and just this food program that was just quietly being like, oh, food? Or even at the certain times of day when you and I eat grub, like, it was just, it would just pop up, like, your body was just trained all of a sudden, be like, instinctively, oh, this is when I normally get food, what's going on? And just to hear that and be like, no, no, you're not getting any food right now. Mm -hmm. It's just interesting how much that program was running in the background for me anyway of just being like oh yeah okay we're yeah, get up right now and grab a little yeah. bite to eat and or... you think about it, our, our days kind of revolve around food you yeah. know it's like wake up have breakfast and then like okay i'm gonna do this till lunch yeah or whatever right i've got until now till lunch to whatever and then like okay lunchtime time yeah. to eat and then you know automatically go find food and then it's like okay what am i gonna do till dinner i'm gonna work on this or whatever till dinner but it revolves around food, and you're thinking about what am I going to eat at that next meal, and yeah, the time prepping eat? it, and uh, the amount of thought and energy that we put into eating is, is quite a bit. And so, yeah, it was a lot. when you when you open, take away all that, you've got a little extra time in the day. Yeah, a lot of extra time in the day. Yeah, I sure do. Um, day three, I found day three a little better for me. I actually woke up pretty energized by then. You know, um, for me personally. And I had that kind of mental clarity, but definitely, um, definitely noticed the energy, like even still had the mental clarity, but definitely like the energy was kind of lagging like by like, you know, three in the afternoon and stuff like, okay, we're, we're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's probably the same by the first part of the day was, was fine. And I was out doing like manual labor yeah. outside this week too, which was unexpected. I didn't know I was going to be doing this till like the night before we started our fast. I get a call from my dad and he wants to erect this big steel building and he needs my help with a couple other guys to put up this building. You're like, oh shit. And I'm like, okay, let's give it a go. And I was just planning on doing like some light exercise, going to the gym and maybe, maybe going to the gym like three or four times during that week. And Which I think was still a little doing, rambunctious. Doing, well, just going to do some light weights, get a little pump, a little blood flow, and then maybe some light cardio, not exerting myself, not trying to break down any muscle because I'm not eating yeah. the foods I need to rebuild that muscle. And, um, but just circulate the blood, circulate the lymph, you know, as our body goes through that autophagy and it's breaking things down and it's producing mm -hmm. these stem cells and this growth hormone, you can circulate those throughout your body. So that was my plan. But anyways, I get a call from my dad and wants to, uh, wants my help on this building. And so 
Um, I was outside in the sun all day, you know, maybe six, seven hours a day of this, and uh, lifting big steel panels, going up and down scaffolding, and building this big building. And um, uh, well, it wasn't that bad. I was actually kind of enjoyed being out there in the sunshine and moving around. I think it might have been better for me than just sitting at the computer all day, working, and um, thinking about food. Yeah. yeah. And so I didn't feel, you know, I was a little weaker. I was, certainly wasn't as strong as I would be normally, but I wasn't completely weak either, you know. So strong enough to do what I had to do. So anyways, um, I was out burning calories all day and, yeah, exerting myself. And um, so I definitely had a little appetite at the end of day two and three. But during it and while I was out there, I felt pretty good, actually, overall. I didn't, like, get dizzy on top of the scaffolding or anything. So yeah, and now onwards, we're at day four. Now the energy, I think, was kicking in a little bit more for day four, for me, anyway. Day yeah. four was by far the best day for me. Yeah. And again, that's when they say, after the 36 hours, they say that's when you really get into that ketosis mode. And so your body has these ketones for energy, and so it's running a little bit differently. But yeah, I woke up from day four just feeling really good mood, really clear thoughts, really yeah. good energy, and almost this like euphoric buzz, uh -huh. you know, following me around a little bit. Yeah, day four was was pretty awesome, and I noticed like how clear my thoughts were in the way that there wasn't. Um, I was very much more in the moment. And yeah, then, a lot less extra mental chatter, mm -hmm. and. Um, you know, our brains typically consume about 20 to 25% of our calories, you know. So this brain, which is just a small part of our body weight, consumes, you know, a fifth of our calories that we eat as an energy source. And so when you don't have those calories, it would make sense that the brain wants to reduce some of that extra unnecessary activity. And so it seems like a lot of that, that mental chatter that we all have that's always just going bop, 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 bop in the back yeah. of our heads. Like that was, you know, not completely gone, but it was much reduced and it was gone for periods of time yeah. where you just have this clarity and you're just, you can just connect to the moment and just be present. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it definitely, it's like it just turned down, you know, the volume on that of all these other things like tasks and got to do this or this is next or. Yeah. And yeah. just thinking about the future and the past, like you're just there too in the moment. And, uh, and my energy was great. Like, I felt strong. I felt energetic. Mm -hmm. And I uh, felt in a really good mood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mood was boosted. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I hear a lot of people saying they want to do, like, okay, I want to do a three-day fast and try it out. <laughs> I don't know about seven. I'm like, day four is way better than three. <laughs> and so you might as well stick that out one more day. Yeah. And then plus when you get to that day four, too, you're kind of, you're getting that extra stem cell, you know, that's when your risk of cancer is going down, that's when your mitochondria is increasing. Yeah, it's kind of like that nice sweet and spot. Yeah, you're spending a little more time in that autophagy phase where your body's going through its rejuvenation process. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, if, you want, if you're thinking about doing a three-day fast, I would say do, you know, see how you feel. But, uh, you know, you're probably, if you're like us, you're going to feel... A little run down by the end of day three, but by day four, you feel like a whole new person. Like, it's not even comparable to the first three days at all. It's a yeah. whole different experience. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, like, a big thing, too, with already with, like, the extra time that we have not prepping food. You know, I got so much shit done already, and I just leaned into it. 
Yeah. And there was just so much more time to be had. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, when you're not thinking about cooking and eating and when you're not taking that time to go remove yourself from what you're doing to go grab a snack yeah. <laughs> and go grab lunch, yeah, opens up a lot more time. Yeah, by day four, I really leaned into it. By like day three, I was like, okay, yeah, I've got some extra time and just to work more. But I was like, oh, okay, you know, I can knock off some extra stuff that's been sitting around and really took advantage of that. Yeah, that's good. And I feel like that may be the reason why fasting is involved in these kind of spiritual practices too, is because of the way that it reduces that extra mental chatter and allows you to stay connected. Mm -hmm. um, and that staying connected too is just like more in tune with my body, like being able to feel just the different vi subtle vibrations coming from different parts of your body at times, being more connected to the environment around me, the energy throwing flowing through the environment around me like just being able to tap into that a little bit easier and to experience that which you know usually requires like some serious meditation to kind of get into that mode mm -hmm. but uh you're just kind of in that mode automatically it was really cool yeah and i, I compared it to microdosing psilocybin mm -hmm. you know and um you know i think that was a really good comparison to yeah that flow state yeah flow state mm -hmm. yeah and day five, you know, day five, I think like day four, like day five wasn't too bad either. Like day five was pretty good. But for me, I don't know if it was just like an energy thing already or just, you know, because of fact to like working, still working. Like this is one of those things like it's nice to be able to not do anything and just sit there and honor your body all day. But, you know, when you're still working from home and your brain's still going and stuff like that, I think that's where it was like, I'm using up my calories. <laughs> calories to think all day here working at the computer all day but day five still pretty good and at that point already like feeling like wow like we really accomplished a long haul as it is like thinking like I never would have thought it would have made it to day five yeah well for me like because of that just energetic buzz that I had going on on day four like yeah. that continued all through the night for me oh yeah and that's so right. <laughs> I slept like shit that night oh, yeah. and um, I just couldn't turn it off um, and so, uh, I didn't get too much sleep that night, Yeah, you know, maybe three, four hours of like uninterrupted sleep, you know, dozing in and out of consciousness a little bit more than that. But, um, so I was dragging yeah. a little bit on day five just due to lack of sleep, but I still had kind of those benefits I had from day four. They were just toned down a little bit, yeah. I think, because my body was just physically tired a little bit and, you know, I'm out there building that building again. Yeah. And so, um, still feeling like pretty good. Like a lot of those effects from day four are still with me. Like I said, just turned down a little bit and then just a little tired from lack of sleep. But, um, and that kind of brought on, I think some hunger too a little bit that day, but it was, uh, probably less than like day three hunger still mm -hmm. it just, you know, a small dull hunger that would hit me every now and again, but nothing overwhelming, nothing I couldn't handle and just, you know, easy enough to just turn my thoughts from it. So, but yeah, day five was probably the second best day for me. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty good. Definitely like three, four, five was pretty good for me. Um, day five, yeah, again, already like late afternoon. You one of those things, it's almost like your body's like naturally tapping out with the cycle of the day. Like, okay, time to wind down now. <laughs> Let's put things in slow-mo and just slow down. And I took a lot of time to uh, 
do some stretching, connect with my body, take more breaks out in nature, um, and just really just connect with it. And, you know, we've been doing meditation this whole time. We did it throughout uh, the fasting as well. And the meditation was really nice too. And I think with that clarity of mind, the meditation um, I found for me was even even stronger. Yeah, I think the uh, meditations were definitely stronger than, than normal. It was just part of that reduction of mental chatter, I think, allows you yeah. to get into that meditative state easier. And, um, you know, and that's probably why fasting is involved in, like, spiritual practices and yeah. things like that. Yeah, and Pythagoras requiring his students to come fasted. Yeah, Pythagoras would make his students fast before they came to learn from him. Um, Aristotle was into fasting as, like, a healing process. And, yeah, <laughs> he also said, let food be thy medicine, but he also had a fasting protocol, too. Yeah. But, yeah. Interesting stuff. So, how did you feel on day six? By day six, I was kind of over it. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. Are we there yet? Yeah. And by day six, yeah, I think energy was a little lower. That euphoric buzz wasn't there quite so much. And the hunger was starting to ramp up a little bit more. Again, nothing overwhelming. It's just like, okay, I uh, like to get that. back to food now. Yeah, I was beginning to forget what food already tasted like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like... What it's like to eat. Yeah, you know, the taste buds. And that was one of the things, too, with uh, taking that break, you know, where we were doing the salt. And as the week went on, like, the salt got saltier. I was just like, holy crap. Mm. Just overload on the, on the taste buds, you know, just everything getting cleared out. And it's one of those things, too, like, when we start eating clean, clean and, you know, <laughs> doing air quotes here for other people, for bodybuilding, it takes a while to assimilate. And after a while, you know, you go and have those sugary foods or you have something that's got chemical in it and you can just, it's just an overload in your mouth. You can just taste the sugar, you can taste the chemicals. It's like, blah. And in this case, yeah, we were getting cleaned out. Yeah, it's interesting, you know, if you're somebody that eats fast food all the time and restaurant food all the time, uh, a lot of times you just kind of develop to where you don't even like the taste of like whole foods. Like you don't want to eat a carrot or eat, mm -hmm. you know, a piece of fruit. It doesn't sound appetizing to you at all. And you need something like just drenched in these extra flavors that you get from processed foods. Condensed calories. The extra sugars, the extra fats in there. Oils. Yeah, oils, Yeah. Um, and if you're somebody that eats clean for a while, if you've ever dieted for a long time or you just eat healthy in general, when you go, if you've been doing that for a long time and then you go grab a Big Mac from McDonald's, it's like, oh, what is this chemical storm of fake food? And yeah. it just feels like shit in your gut. You feel just bloated and lethargic afterwards. And, you know, your body almost, almost wants to reject it a little bit. But it's interesting how your body will, you know, your taste buds will adapt to what you what you feed it and doing a, uh, I think the fasting is just a good kind of reset on that, you mm -hmm. know, and if you come back in off that fast and introduce whole healthy foods again, yeah. you're going to, they're going to taste better to you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Huh. You know, yeah, six was, six, six was, was six was getting kind of rough already and definitely almost over it, but still riding the wave. Because I think, you know, definitely holding on to all of the health benefits that were that were in it. 
Yeah, and it's uh, just kind of got to remind yourself, okay, my body's producing stem cells and GH <laughs> and my immune system's stuff. getting stronger and all this good stuff has happened to me. And it's like one more day, like I've gone this far, I can wait one more day. Yeah, in the big know, scheme of things. Knowing that I get a meal tomorrow evening definitely helped me just push through that last sixth day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And on the seventh day, you know, it was it was another day. <laughs> <laughs> And so they just wake up thinking like I get food today. I was pretty excited. <laughs> I was just like looking toward that first meal. Yeah. Like, what are we eating again? What are you gonna get at the store? Yeah. Well, you know, we we woke up, we did our thing, and I was actually, you know, I was like, because here's the thing too, we didn't go in it for losing weight. We went in it for the significant amount of health benefits that are possible through fasting but you know there there is still the weight loss aspect of it so you know by the end of it i had lost what did i lose 11 9 i lost 9 pounds so <laughs> i was already like okay you know what i am i am over i am over it um i want i want my muscle i'm going to build build my booty back process here but already I've gained you know three three pounds of it back but you know we had our we had our meal um planned for later that day and I was getting I was getting the itch to like end it early by noon I was like that's it noon it's done <laughs> it's done I'm, I'm done I'm done I want I want food we're good we've we've successfully made it through but we hung on till the end, and even after that, like I was, I was working all day. I was working on, you know, um, some work for my clients, uh, business plan, uh, some emails and stuff. And, you know, by two o'clock, it was, it was still good. You know, I was, yeah, I actually I was felt still good. better on day seven than I did on days five and six. I'd say, yeah, like I felt great. And yeah, I, was, I felt better. I went, on I went seven. outside. I was just worked outside all day to keep myself yeah. occupied. You're on the lawnmower. And, I mean, yeah. it was fun. So I was on the lawnmower out there with my shirt off, getting sunshine and yeah. listening to good music, and you know, enjoying myself. So, so yeah, day seven, just keeping myself busy before I can get to that meal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, wasn't really, you know, that hungry. I started to get hungry about noon or so, I guess. Yeah. And then, uh, but, uh, again, nothing too crazy. Yeah. But was know. definitely excited to get that food in me. Definitely, definitely excited. Started feeling, I probably started feeling a little weaker afternoon too, you know, after being active all morning. Yeah. Well, I mean, you were active, but, you were active all freaking weeks, so. Yeah. Again, better than day six though, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah. So we made it through day seven and again, day seven, probably not so bad. Definitely excited for it to be done, uh, huge feeling of accomplishment still crazy mm. to think that we actually did yeah <laughs> seven days without food yeah yeah you know i didn't really consider that as an option even before or like think of it as a possibility before but after like again seeing how these other people are going 40 50 days yeah you know it's like oh we can do seven yeah so you know we broke our fast um Later that night. We didn't have any food in the house, so we had to go no. buy food for our first meal. <laughs> we had zero and so, food. Yeah, and so we bought a lot of fruits and different things. And so, yeah, our, our first meal was at the grocery store. <laughs> as soon as we got back to the car with our groceries, we grabbed a peach. 
and broke our fast with a peach in the car in the yeah. grocery store parking lot. Yeah, and it was it was the best tasting peach <laughs> ever. So I don't care juicy. what you say about peaches. <laughs> it can be the juiciest, ripest peach, and you're still going to love it after water fasting for seven days. <laughs> it was so good. I don't care if you don't like peaches. You will love a peach. But, yeah, we, uh, we broke our fast, uh, healthy foods, uh, some salad. We stocked up on some, we stocked up on a lot of, um, we got sauerkraut, uh, we got, um, kimchi. We got kimchi for the first time, and you know what, uh, I'm just gonna say right now, I'm not a fan. I usually like stuff that's got that kind of flavoring to it, but this, I don't know, I couldn't do it, babe. The kimchi container is all yours. Yeah, I really like it. And so the reason we're doing sauerkraut and kimchi, kimchi is like a Korean version of sauerkraut, basically cabbage with a couple other things fermented and so these are fermented foods and so fermented foods help with your gut microbiome they help introduce good bacteria into your microbiome and so with fasting you, you get a reduction in your overall microbiome and so you want to kind of rebuild that up again mm -hmm. after you get done and so introducing fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi help to rebuild that. And you know, your gut microbiome is everything, guys. It's your it's 70% of your immune system. It it uh, communicates with your brain directly through the gut brain access and this uh, effect has been shown to affect depression, affect your physical actions, especially ones that revolve around food, you know. And that kind of uh, dips into the realm of like free will when we're eating. You know, a lot of times it's your gut microbiome directing you to these foods that mm. uh, it thinks that your body needs. And so, anyways, um, introducing those after a fast is, uh, is, I think, pretty important. And overall, all the time, doing sauerkraut and kimchi, whether you're off a fast or like normal through life. I put it on my clients' diets just to help keep them have a healthy microbiome. Yeah, it's, it's huge. And that large intestine, you know, it's just, and again, it's just giving you a chance for your intestines to have a break the whole body to have a break like you think it's just like processing and digesting this food all the time one of the things we didn't do was like a um was an enema i was considering the coffee enema but didn't didn't get the stuff because that's apparently supposed to be good to clean out your system too in that case um but yeah it's just so important for your health guys take care of your guts <laughs> can't can't say that enough take care of your gut um you know there's so many folds in the large intestine and stuff is just getting clogged back up there and we're going years and years and years without ever giving it a rest giving it a break yeah absolutely you know so what else did we eat uh we had some hard-boiled eggs mm-hmm uh, we're going to maybe introduce uh, some chicken and stuff later tonight or tomorrow. Uh, we're hoping we'll be... You can't... Here's the thing. You can't go crazy with just exactly everything that you were eating before or decide to go have a pizza. Uh, it'll backfire, literally. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, we're hoping we're going to be good to go for Sean's birthday dinner on uh, Wednesday. But yeah, just uh, ease into it. There's, you know, a lot of videos online and stuff like that for food recommendations. Of course, um, adhere to your own dietary uh, needs and stuff if, you know, you're allergic and everything. But uh, your best bet is just with whole um, plant foods um, and just the focus, the focus on healthy and, of course, um, 
you know, your fermented foods for your gut microbiome health, uh, easing out of that. Um, so yeah. So how much weight did you lose? Well, I said earlier, I lost a little, nine, nine pounds. Nine pounds. I lost nine pounds. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it's, and here's the thing, like I had already lost weight throughout like the past two years and size down and, um, so they say, you know, if you're on the thinner side, you may not want to do it. Um, I did it because coming from, you know, the fitness and wellness industry, uh, clearly, you know, Sean knows what he's doing. I know what I'm doing. I know how to rebuild back and feed myself in, in a healthy way. So I'm not concerned about it. Like I said, I'm already up three pounds and I'm going to be able to get myself back up there again. But keep that in mind. If you are a thinner person, you're going to lose some weight. Um, so just have that in mind. Yeah. And um, I didn't mind a weight loss. I had a little, a little fat on me. I kind of wanted to burn a little bit. And so it definitely got my abs a little sharper back out. Oh, yeah. And uh, I lost 12 and a half pounds through the first day of day seven. So... I started at 204.5 on day one. The morning of day two, I was already showing 199.5. So I was like five pounds that first day. And so that obviously isn't all body fat. So that's, you know, my muscles store a lot of glycogen and water in them, especially from the way I train. It's kind yeah. of designed that way. It gives them a plumpier look. And so I lost a lot of that, uh, five pounds of that just in that first day. And then day three was down another three pounds. And then after that, it kind of slowed off a little bit. It was about a pound more day four, half a pound more day five, down to 195 now and day five. And then day six, lost another two pounds that day to like 193 and then like one more pound on day seven, 192. And then waking up on day eight after eating that first meal, I was already back to 195, just I think filling out some of that glycogen already and stuff. Yeah. So. Lost a good, and so that's 10 pounds. If you count my gain after the first meal and stuff, I'm not sitting at like 10 pounds yeah. from where I started. And um, yeah, I lost some good little little belly fat, a little fat on the sides down there. Everything kind of tightened up a little bit more. Um, I think my face looks a little younger. I feel like I lost a couple of years off my face, you know, chalk that up to the growth hormone probably. <laughs> but uh and, uh, you know, sharpen up the jawline a little bit there with that weight loss. And so pretty happy with, with those effects when mm -hmm. it comes to anti-aging and weight loss. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh... And that's a reason why a lot of people do it. That's why these people are doing like 30, 40 day fast. A lot of those people have, a lot of them have cancer or diabetes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them come out of 40 days later, but they don't have that anymore. Yeah. And, um, and they're, you know, 40 pounds lighter. People yeah. that have a little more excess weight to lose. So that can be a good motivation for some people out there too. Well, I guess the uh, question is, will we do this again? Tune in next year around my birthday <laughs> to find out. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I want to. It's definitely an endeavor. It definitely, you know, kind of sucks because, you know, eating food is so pleasant and we get so much pleasure out of life from eating good tasting foods. Mm. And so you're just like removing this pleasure that you've experienced your whole life and uh, have been programmed to, uh, you know, to strive for getting this pleasure. 
So it's definitely, it definitely kind of sucks, you know, go into it knowing it's not all sunshine and rainbows. But um, I think anytime you go into whether you're any type of self-improvement or any type of getting over an addiction or a bad habit, you know there's going to be some times where it sucks. You know, yeah. if you're going to quit smoking cigarettes that you've been doing for 10 years or more, there's going to be times where you're going to crave that like a mofo. And, you know, you're, it's going to physically affect your body. You're going to have jitters. You're going to have shakes, whatever. And um, if you go into it knowing that that's going to happen, when it hits, you can be like, okay, this is just something that I knew was going to happen, and I just got to get through this, and it's going to get a little bit better. Mm-hmm. If you don't, like, have that conversation with yourself where, you know, then it hits, the hunger hits or whatever hits, and then you just kind of go into this feeling sorry for yourself mode, and like, woe is me, I need to go eat or, you know, have that cigarette in that case. Mm-hmm. And so I think just prepping yourself, knowing that there's going to be some uncomfortableness that comes through this, like anything. Um, into it. Any, like, you know, when you start uh, an exercise program, somebody that hasn't moved their body in 10 years, and then they want to go jogging and, you know, work up to being able to run for five miles or so, those first few weeks are going to be tough, right? And you got to get through these painful, hard times to get to where it's easier and it feels good. And so whatever endeavor you're undertaking, you know, just reminding yourself that you got to get through the uncomfortable times to get to the good times, mm-hmm. I think is really good mental practice. Yeah, very stoic. And, you know, and I do think it is one of the strongest ways to flex the self-mastery Muscle, you know, as I said, food is ingrained into <laughs> every part of our, our life. And a lot of our life revolves around food. And to take that out of the equation and to sit with that, sit without it, and observe yourself, observe the thoughts, observe the patterns, observe the usual knee-jerk reactions, and and learn from that and question it and sit with it. But yeah, definitely, definitely something to try if you're interested. However, like I said, we make no recommendations. <laughs> um, venture at your own risk, but... Yeah, and just, if you're interested, just get out there and do some research. There's a wealth of information. Um, again, we watched Dr. Berg and Dr. Goldhammer. Dr. Daryl Wolf. Check out those guys. Dr. Daryl Wolf's got some really good stuff on fasting. And so, do a little research. See what's out there. Learn what you can take during your fast and what you can't take. And, um, yeah, I'd recommend, uh, I'd recommend trying it out. Oh. And speaking of endeavors and whatever you're pushing through... Just want to say, if you're looking to become rock solid in mind and muscle, our rock solid mind and muscle 10-week transformation challenge kicks off on September 12th. And as you're listening to this episode, you have until midnight tonight to lock in the registration fee at $297. After tonight at midnight, it's going to be going up. And when that and challenge. today is Monday, Labor Day. Yeah. September 5th. So, you have seven days till we start. You have until midnight tonight to lock it in. And for 10 weeks, you'll get Sean and I as your coaches. Sean will be handling your fitness and nutrition, your workouts and nutrition. I won't be putting you on a fast. <laughs> there will be Don't no worry. fast. But we're going to put you on some 
I work with you to come up with your diet and I use foods often that you like to eat. You know, obviously there's bad foods in there. We need to get rid of those, but we make it a diet that is realistic for you and that you can enjoy. And we focus on portion sizes and hitting the numbers when it comes to macros and calories and, um, and sometimes different food combinations. But it's a diet that's going to allow you to shred body fat and put on some muscle at the same time. And then I'm going to get you on a workout program through my app. And in this app, we have a messenger where we can communicate. You access your workout. There's videos of each exercise demonstrating good form. You can track your weights and log things in there and get all kinds of charts and graphs. And so that's really cool. And, uh, and yeah, we're going to take a 10-week run at it and see what you can do. Yeah, and it's all individualized programs, right? So all individual. You're not getting a cookie-cutter program from Sean. And then you will meet with me bi-weekly, and we will help you break past any old programs, limiting beliefs that you need to get rid of, things that have held you back before in the past. Maybe there's something tied to your eating habits, uh, the way you think and act, and we're going to get down to the root of that, to yank that out and give you some new programs because those old programs aren't going to serve you on your new path. So we're going to make sure that you're rock solid in mind and body and really show you uh, through our webinars that are going to be available to you as well, covering different topics, uh, the six different keys to have long-lasting success. Because really, Sean and I don't want to work with you after this one. No, <laughs> yeah. our goal is to make mm -hmm. you is to make you a hundred percent proficient and sovereign, and we also do that uh, through Sean's physique masterclass that you will get lifetime access to. Yeah, so you also get to have my masterclass, and this is something you'll have forever that you can refer to. But in this class, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to go forward on your own and to build the physique of your dreams. And I teach you my unique style of weightlifting that has been scientifically proven to get a bigger response from your muscles, recruit more muscle fibers, and bring faster results, and to give your muscles more shape and definition. And then I also teach you everything you need to know about eating for shedding body fat and for building muscle mass. And so when you join this, you'll get... Uh, you get the lessons about those kind of diets, but then you also get templates, spreadsheets that you can follow, and you can follow these diets as is, or you adjust them to fit your size, or you can change the different foods out in there and make these diets uh, to your taste as well. So you're going to get all the tools you need for, for long-term success. You'll be able to basically become a pro in this area yourself through this master class. Mm -hmm. You might even be able to train some trainers out there. <laughs> yep, I've had some trainers take the class and learn a lot, and so they're using this information on their clients now. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that begins September 12th, and one lucky winner will get to win a Hanging with the Harleys experience. And we're going to be announcing the location here soon. We're taking our last challenge winner to Clearwater, Florida for a Hanging with the Harleys experience going to be some beach days, working out at the gym. We're going to do all the healthy things, some yoga on the beach. It's going to be an awesome getaway, and one lucky person will win that or a cash equivalent. So you can head over to 
physiquemasterclass.com slash transformation dash challenge. If you go to physiquemasterclass.com, there's a link to it at the top. But then the full URL for the challenge is physiquemasterclass.com slash transformation dash challenge. And we promise there will be no water fasting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. And we'll see you next time. We'll see you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Becoming Unfuckwithable. If you believe you're unfuckwithable, go ahead and share this podcast. 